episode 11. Yep. One, one. I know how numbers work. It's exactly, yeah. It's like episode one except twice. No. I don't, oh, episode not, one. We had two episodes, one, and they were both terrible. Yeah, probably. Ones. Yeah, they, they were both. I don't remember what they were. But this this is probably going to be better. Maybe. Uh, Never hey, can tell. It's only the best. It really is. The only the best podcast about only the best uh, entertainment, media, music, movies. Uh, which episode? 11. Yeah. I was trying to remember. <laughs> we're getting a little bit of an episode blast in. Getting a couple episodes done at once, and I, I just <laughs> I forgot which episode we were introing. Tim's cracking his knuckles in front of the mic. I am. I hope that makes you guys feel good about yourselves. It really should. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We this episode, Tim. Tim doesn't get to be a part of it. I was in the end. You were in the end. I cut that out. Oh dang! How it did, dare it you? Didn't sound right. So uh, that's only on the on the digital Blu-ray. Special edition bonus features. Which you can get for pledging $1,000 to our Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. We should get one. Oh, how nice for us. Uh, anyway, myself yes. and Cooper. Yes. A, a nice guy who's on eh. this podcast a eh. few times. Eh. We are talking about punk music most of the time. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I wanted to record an episode talking about... The, the changes in alternative music, so to speak, over the last 10, 15 years. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, yikes, uh, you know, what what happened? The things changed. The, there's been a lot of change in this millennium of, mm-hmm. of the musics. And I thought that'd be fun. Um, but it as most conversations with myself and Cooper, it, uh, it spiraled into uh, ranting about the old days and pop punk. Yeah, yeah, it's about right. Which is why I figured in this intro I should uh, put a little disclaimers. Uh, see, I, I have to put some relationship context in the uh, conversation that Cooper and I have. Ew. I know. <laughs> that, that's not the right way to say it. No, it really is not. <laughs> no, um, after the last... Uh, episode where cooper was on somebody was talking to me and they're like yikes you guys listen to the radio way too much and i noticed when i was editing this episode we'd mention the radio a lot too but we're not talking about the literal radio no we're talking about uh kind of the popular music scene in general so when we say the radio this is a disclaimer we're talking about maybe the radio, but also iTunes Top 20 and different things like that. Yeah. Just popular general, but we use the term radio because it's easier. I say scene. And yeah. But we I use don't. That. We use that word a lot, too. I don't. I don't and, talk and about so, this. So nice. so. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. we keep, we keep a, a lot of times we go on, on a track for the episode I planned, but we always kind of fall back on the what happened to pop punk track. That's... Cooper and I, we talk They're about like that. old guys. Complain you two. Yeah. You well, that's like... what I try not to be. I don't want to be old music is better. Because that's not how I feel, but it is also how I end up sounding. Well, I was going to say, it's like two old men talking about how America used to be great. <laughs> but instead of America, just insert pop punk and yeah. punk. Yeah, make, make pop punk great again. Who... <laughs> Joe Taylor 2020. No. 
Joe Terrible is Joe Taylor is a terrible human being. No, take it back. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Same. Uh, so, uh, you, generally, we like to talk about what we're into lately. How about we talk about what we're not into lately? Oh. Ariana I'm Grande. Well, thank you. Next, next. Um, <laughs> I, I finally watched I Can Only Imagine, the film. I kind of saw some of it. I, I was internet. I, I know. It's too late for an episode on it, but uh, I finally watched it, so I'm going to insert my rant into this intro. Wow. I thought it was pretty well-made movie. I thought some of the sequences were, were well shot. Yeah. Like, from what I saw, like, the act, none of the acting yeah, was terrible. that was fine. And, like, the, the videography was... The videography. Videography. <laughs> the videography. videography. Uh, shooting my cousin's was, wedding. No, yeah. no. It's, the, it's called cinematography. Cinematography. a real movie, you goober. Okay, well, the cinematography <laughs> was good. Yeah, it, it was. Um, But the message... What was the message, Tim? Don't be a jackbag. Mm, no. No, the message was the Christian media industrial complex self-aggrandizing itself. That's what I got. I was sitting there like, man, they're putting so much importance on this song. And God gave me this song that I sold and my producer bought a ranch. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not that it's not a good song. I really like the song. It's just... Yeah, and it's not to also say... It got me so triggered at the Christian media industry. Well, yeah, and it's like... That's not to say that, like, people weren't helped by the song, either. No, I'm not saying that, either. I'm not saying it wasn't a good song. I'm not saying it wasn't a meaningful song. I'm not saying it wasn't a pretty well-shot movie. I'm saying that Christian media is so fake, it makes my guts hurt, and that movie just made me real mad. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, How nice... (laughs) Generally, you know what? I feel like the, this intro is kind of dragging on. Generally, I, I start talking in an intro, and before I know it, I look over, and the timer's at 14 minutes. But we've got through quite a few subjects in, in yeah. like six minutes. Yeah. What a time. What a time. What, what a time. I, we, uh, I, I love talking to you. I want to keep talking to you. I want to keep filling time with me and you in front of this relatively good mic because the rest of the episode was recorded uh, via internet phone call. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's fine. So let's get some more time on this good mic. What what, what have you been uh, into, not into? What, what you've been uh, down with? I've been down. Uh, <laughs> what I've been down with, Daniel? <laughs> uh, I've been really digging uh, Breaking Benjamin's new huh. album, Ember. Very good. Okay. I've also just been digging old Breaking Benjamin. You're so... I'm so basic. I'm so basic, guys. Breaking Benjamin? Like, my... Okay, my... Like, I have a lot of music that I love. Diary of Jake Paul? Who's Jake Paul? (laughs) (laughs) The heck is Jake Paul? (laughs) Let's look up Jake Paul. I have no idea who Jake Paul is. They they had a song called, like, Diary of Jane, right? That was going to be funny, but then you made it even better. Jake, yep. Oh, Jake Paul. <laughs> that guy. I have no idea who that is. He's a Vine guy, right? <laughs> I was making fun of a song, and I, that's the... Well, this doesn't make sense. Uh, His brother Logan Paul was the guy who everybody okay. hated a few months ago. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember Jake Paul. <laughs> and not, or Logan Paul. I remember Logan guy. Paul more. What a fella. 
of why, why Jake Paul? <laughs> I don't know, because I was going to say Diary of Jane, and then I was like, there's got to be another Jane name that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess. jokes, Tim. <laughs> and I, I'm an ad-lib king. Yeah, and I, you totally derailed my thought. Oh, Good. yeah. There's plenty, of, there's plenty of music that I love, and I'm proud to tell anyone I love, mm-hmm. but I am a sucker for post-grunge. See, that's my that's my guilty pleasure. Breaking Benjamin, what? Chevelle, Seether. I mean, I love it. I love it all. Tim, guess what? Huh? Later, <laughs> later in this episode. Oh no! You guys bashed? No, I did. I was like, I'm not a big fan of post grunge. I don't like Chevelle. <laughs> but uh, that's spoilers. Although I realized after I said that, I don't like that genre of post grunge. Kind of, kind of, sort of hardcore post grunge. I love post grunge as in like uh, Counting Crows. That's that's the kind of post grunge that I'm into. <laughs> you love it. You I love do. Counting I do. Crows. But that's Everybody not really post. I mean, it's it's so maybe post grunge. I don't it is, know. Well, it's rock music after grunge. Yeah, but it wasn't influenced kind of, by grunge as yeah, much. It was especially so? like Toad the Wet Sprocket was. Yeah. Uh, August and everything after you can be like, oh, this is like this is coming out, this is growing out of the grunge flower pot in in a different direction. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Thank you, I can see that. Okay. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, oh, hey, um, this we're getting we're getting there. <laughs> you uh, want to just keep making fun of me, my music choices? Maybe a little. <laughs> Maybe a little. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation I had with Cooper. I enjoyed it a little bit. I haven't listened to it, but I'm sure I probably won't listen to it later. Uh-huh. I mean, I might. You well, never can tell. Yeah. Um. You know, be sure to be sure to subscribe, guys, because uh, this is gonna probably gonna be a weekend episode because I had this all recorded and nice except for the uh, intro, and then work happened, and then. Migraines happened. Yeah, no, this no. was going to be a nice Wednesday episode for you, but it's going to be a oh. weekend. This is going to be a very special weekend for you listeners because you're going to get probably what day is it? So, uh, Nueva. It's Nueva. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a day. It's a day. Um, what a day! You're going to get a weekend episode, and then Wednesday you should get a new new episode on Wednesday, just like normal. Yep, just like a normal person nice. would. Yep, yep. Uh, so let's play some music and uh, get into that convo with Cooper. So uh, hey, why don't we, why don't you take Tim's job? I'll just I'll I don't even care if he's gonna be in the intro. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll do our opening bit here. Uh, what new stuff or old stuff? Have you been really getting into as far as music or otherwise goes? Uh, the biggest new thing I've really gotten into has been um, Nothing More. Ooh. The band Nothing More. Uh-huh. They kind of caught off in the last several years. Yeah. Uh, they're a lot softer and melodic as far as rock goes, but mm-hmm. still solidly in the rock genre. Yeah. Yeah. And they're only fairly popular. Nothing More. Boo. <laughs> Sorry, I, I took another week off. Uh, I'm off of it. And I this is my formal apology. I probably already did this in the intro that I haven't recorded yet. But uh, it's turning into an every other week show with with the rise of 
real life responsibilities. Isn't that the worst? Yeah, but uh, nothing more. Very good. Did, did they just come out with an album? Is that a thing? Is that what uh, you're telling me? I believe it was 2017 was oh. their last album. Who just came out with an album then? I don't know what I'm thinking of. We're doing great. We're doing great today. Uh, you know what I've been listening to? I've been listening to really old stuff. Like, I just, like, purchased, not physically, but I, like, purchased through the internet because I'm a good person. Uh, I I purchased the old Life in General album by MXPX. That That's the that's the stuff man nice oh yeah so good so i went back through one of my playlists and listened to some older rock a bit older than that a lot of um rem oh nice uh the who okay yeah uh blue oyster cult led (laughs) zeppelin i love led zeppelin this this is the episode where dan uh repeatedly lets his dog in and out of the house because the dog can't decide whether he wants to be in or out of the house. Um, that, that'll be what the name of this episode. It's a really long name, but uh, it'll catch on. It's very shareable. It's very pop punk. Uh, yeah, a little bit. So uh, I, I know I already asked you this. I don't remember. You, you said you didn't see what Jared Alonji did, did you? No, I didn't. He uh he doesn't have a Jared Alonji YouTube anymore. He uh he scrapped that. He just started his own company. What's that company for? Uh, or what's it do? It's it's a production company slash indie record label. I just dropped the pen. Yeah, it's Dope. a production company indie record label. It's uh pretty neat actually, and that's and so he changed the name of his YouTube channel. He's starting to put other bands on there, not just parody and comedy bands. Uh, it's an interesting development. I'll I'll link that mess up. Uh, I think it's called Boketto Media. Uh, he, he's looking for a lot of people to hire too. Andrew Stanton re- recently left Disciple, and he's actually got a recording studio that he's operating now. Oh, how fancy! That, that's what everybody wants. Everybody's yeah. quitting their roots to become a studio owner. The problem is there's not a lot of business once all the bands quit to become studio owners. Right. Hey, uh, that's a somewhat reasonable segue into why I asked you on this podcast. I've been thinking lately, this isn't necessarily uh, brought on by anything real specific other than a lot of the new singles I've been hearing. I've been listening to the labeled podcast. That's, uh, I guess that's been a catalyst. I've been listening to a lot of old stuff. And uh, I, I would just, I, I'd love to take a minute and talk about kind of the evolution that has happened over the last 10, 15 years. As far as, uh, I hate using the word alternative, but oh, I'm going to have to use it this episode. As far as alternative music goes, uh, in the sense that radio rock, even though radio rock is kind of lame, it went from Shine Down to Imagine Dragons, you know? Uh, the kind of big Christian popular crossover band as far as uh, emo went from Under Oath to 21 Pilots in like 10 years, you know? Less than 10 years, really. Yeah. Oh, and and there's been a lot of shift. Uh, like, like you know, uh, Andy Black is now basically alt pop, 
And I'm not saying I don't like Andy Black's new singles. I'll link in, link in the description. <laughs> but uh, have you heard Andy Black's new single? Uh, it's I have called not. Ghost of Ohio, and it's pretty much just pop. And it's good pop as far as pop goes. But it's like there's, there's this really polished shift. Um, it's kind of like, oh, here it is. Maybe this will be the episode. DIY is dead. That's the that's the title. My dog doesn't like that title. Do it yourself is it's, dead. I I feel like there there's not a whole lot of real natural feeling music bubbling up to the top anymore. I'm not yeah, sure not really. if it's because people stopped buying kind of raw do it yourself sounding music after like the White Stripes after maybe 2001, or if it's because with the advent of the internet. Uh, the market just got completely oversaturated. One thing I've noticed is very much one thing with demographics has mm-hmm. changed. A lot of younger people don't care so much for instrument quality or music. They like lyrics and beats. And so with that, you have, you know, bands who focus very much on the music and you know, lyrics are part of the music. They're not something separate of it in yeah. itself. While the younger generation would way rather have lyrics than music. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's definitely, I, I can see that. There's a, there's a lot of beat-oriented, verse-oriented stuff playing right now. And so I'm not so sure that it's, because uh, the bands aren't producing the same style stuff they have. It's just that as a whole... It's more popular with an older generation. Fair enough. Whereas a lot of radio is trying to bring in that younger generation, get their numbers up. What do you think? Uh, what do you think changed as far as what the consumers wanted? Why do you think the a lot of younger consumers in the music scene, so to speak, are uh, are changing their taste so heavily? When to me, a lot of really like raw music i'll I'll give some examples like uh it's kind of old but i i really love nirvana and i really love after that i love the i love green day i love early green day and mxpx like i just mentioned and then uh through the 2000s there was all that emo stuff like hawthorne heights and under oath of course did that just become cheesy is that is that all cheesy now, or is it just, do you think the, the rise of hip-hop taking over Rock's place? Uh, I feel it's very much, I don't know why so much the popularity in pop and hip-hop has taken over. There was some decent stuff back in the day, but it's just become trash, honestly, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. And I'm not sure why people enjoyed that more and are liking music itself less yeah and and i i really like a lot of hip-hop i really like a lot of pop it's i i just feel like there was this place especially in young people where i feel like just the the punk attitude the heavy metal attitude of alternative music is kind of just slipping away and i'm not sure there there is a prevailing opinion that i have found on the interwebs that Punks and metalheads and rockers, 
they all got too hipstery. Their noses went too high in the air. They started getting way too quick to call people sellouts. Uh, and just the appeal of the scene just went way down and it got way harder for bands to get uh, a real footing because if they did something good and they started to get popular, they were immediately labeled sellouts and kind of disowned and it just became a harsh environment. And that's that's what a lot of people think led to the death of that, that scene kind of being in the mainstream. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I definitely agree that it probably had something to do with it. Two of the most hated bands of all time, as far as rock is concerned, are Metallica and ACDC, mm-hmm. for opposite reasons. A lot of people hate Metallica because when they started, they were more of a thrash metal, and they changed to their heavy metal sound and really mm-hmm. blew up. But many of their original fans called them sellouts. Yeah. On the reverse side, all of ACDC's music sounds extremely mm-hmm. similar. And so they've been accused of having no originality and just copying and pasting. Yeah. And so very much it's whichever way they go, they can't make people happy. It's true. I've thought about that before. If a band stays within their little comfort zone, nobody likes them because they say they just put out the same album over and over again. And if they go anywhere else, then nobody likes them because they change too much. And it feels like there's no sweet spot sometimes uh, unless you're the Beatles 50, 60 years ago. I feel like the, the generation that took in a lot of music, the, the people, I, I feel like I'm late. I'm late to generation because I am technically Gen Z, but as far as music tastes go, I feel like uh, the whole everything from Hawthorne Heights to Dashboard Confessional, Under Oath, uh, Reliant K, Blink-182, that's like that feels more like my music. Maybe it's because I have so many memories of that being on the radio and popular when I was little, and I just held on to that a lot more than other people within my general age range did. But there was a time when that kind of thing sold to kids very much. They sold millions. It got super popular. But, you know, it sold to 12-year-olds little 12, 13-year-old Daniel uh, listened to so much Hawthorne Heights. He, it, was, it was unhealthy almost. But uh, if I, like, I, I was playing some emo music in front of a 12-year-old cousin who just started laughing her head off. Like, this is so pitifully sad, you know? It's like th- there's, there's kind of a huge change in taste as far as the consum- consumer uh, taste went as far as music goes with young people. And I almost wonder if it's quicker coming into Gen Z and younger kids, if, if the change in taste has happened way quicker than any other generation. Uh, I'm not sure, for real. Yeah, it, it, it just weirds me out. And I, I'm really not sure how to keep it. Like, I, I believe that musicians, artists, they kind of have a a dual responsibility and I think people take one and leave the other all the time. I mean, I'm not sure that anyone really has found a way to carry them both. And if somebody has, there are people who say they haven't taking the responsibility to be relevant and carry art and their art form forward and the responsibility to be true to your art and not really care who buys it. Um, And I, I really don't know how artists are going to do that. Uh, when it comes to, say, 
punk music because a lot of punk music is sounding more like pop music. Uh, take Five Seconds of Summer, although they only lasted like five seconds in one summer. High five. They really did. Uh, it was pop punk very much went one of two directions when the pop punk era died. It either got lighter mm-hmm. or got heavier. It's true. For example, Sum 41 has taken more of a metal persona on. Mm-hmm. They went much heavier. Mm-hmm. Then you've got, you know, Fall Out Boy and yep. uh, Avril Lavigne, and they went full on pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of Avril Lavigne, uh, was I just crazy? Or was there, like, an internet rumor that she died? Because I saw her on the... Dude, there's, like, an internet rumor that everybody died. Okay, because I saw her on The Tonight Show a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wait a second. She's still alive? I thought she OD'd in, like, 2009 or something. I, I was, like, genuinely a little bit surprised that she was still alive for some reason, but I guess I was just crazy. Not only is she alive, she's married to Chad Kroger. <laughs> That's kind of funny. They're currently legally separated, oh. but as far as I know, they're still married. <laughs> I was about to make a joke about how can you be alive and married to Chad Kroger, but... <laughs> It's okay. She's a pop rock. She's a pop punk rocker. She's already dead inside. Yep. Yep. So nice. We're we keep making jokes, uh, tearing down the very scene we're trying to defend in this episode. And no one liked Avril Lavigne or Nickelback. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Although Nickelback was radio rock. How dare you? Here. Here's a question. Here's a question. Is Imagine Dragons, uh better really really better than nickelback ever was no okay why not why or why not well one as far as i can tell nickelback still has more awards for their music surprisingly and two at least nickelback trait stayed true to their scene yeah they've kept solidly within post grunge Mm -hmm. kudos for them Mm -hmm. fallout boy kind of led the way on sellouts I wouldn't say they're sellouts, but they're the king of sellouts at the same time. It's true. And what makes... what? Ah. Granted, they did keep a lot of their their rock feel, their rock roots. Mm-hmm. It's especially evident in um, their music videos. Mm-hmm. But they're the ones who sort of led the charge of rock bands going more pop. Here's, here's a question. Uh, kind of, I, I like to dig a little deeper than is probably necessary. But, How dare you? Oh, uh, what what's the Fallout Boys guy's name? What's his name? Uh I don't remember his name. I don't know. What makes him different and more of a sellout? And somebody somebody is gonna put out a hit on me after I say this. But what makes him different and more of a sellout than say Neil Young, who was a really awesome dude in my opinion, a rock star, who really did change genres uh, a couple times throughout his career and somewhat changed scene. Although the scene was very different back then. But I mean, what makes changing genres for one person uh, visionary, but sell out for another? I, I haven't kept up with Neil Young much, so I don't know much about his genre transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, Fall Out Boy is definitely sticks closer to their roots in terms of pop punk. Mm-hmm. It's definitely airing more on the pop side, mm-hmm. but I would attribute uh, Fall Out Boy more to 
healthy changes in music. Okay, so than I would in trying to sell out to another scene. Okay, so you wouldn't just condemn them for being sellouts? No, because they've stuck more closely to their genre. Okay, yeah. I, I, I... Which, and pop punk as a whole tended to bounce back and forth between getting to almost pop, yet staying within rock, and then getting almost too heavy to be considered, you know, less than metal. So no, I'd say Fall Out Boy more stuck, just did healthy changes like most bands should. Yeah, maybe I needed to find like an absolute purist snob to talk to this about so I could just ask, like, like that would have been a really dividing question if I had asked it to someone who was less reasonable. You think I'm reasonable? Thanks. Oh yeah, yeah, buddy. Do you think the, the kind of uh, the scene of kids and artists and up-and-coming creators has changed from the go-getter kids being punk rockers who are making records in their basement. Uh, do you think that is moving towards, uh, like, people wanting to be, what's the word, influencers? You think all the kids that would have been punk rockers are now trying to be YouTubers? I think a lot of it is they are trying to be influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think part of the problem, though, that led up to a lot of people leaving pop and ro- punk and rock is actually partially punk's fault. Huh. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me why. So, with some exceptions, for the most part, early pop music was you know, fairly clean. It wasn't super offensive. And then you had punk rock, which was, you know, expressing yourself, being angsty, um, disobeying your parents. And so they used the Guns N' Roses shock effects, bad language, innuendos, etc. That has become more common in the pop scene. Oh. And so I'm wondering if they didn't go, well, look at all the kids that pop punk's getting what if we did the same thing? And so, like, rap, that's always been, you know, fairly foul-mouthed, as far as that goes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But a lot it, of the um, sex, drugs, drinking, mm-hmm. bad language, disobey your parents was very much a rock thing mm-hmm. until fairly recently, actually, and it became much more of a pop thing as well. Okay. And so I feel like it was seen as sort of the angsty thing to do. I see what you're saying. So so it kind of kind of rock kind of lost its tooth when everybody grew teeth kind of thing. Yeah. So uh what do we do to fix it, Cooper? What do we do to make kids love uh punk rock again, Cooper? What do we do? Honestly, I don't know what we can do about it. Um <laughs> Most likely, we'll just have to sit and wait it out. Okay. Because one of the big things I'm waiting on is the next um, punk era. Yeah. Because punk is, I've used this expression before, it's very much like a phoenix. Mm -hmm. It comes up, it has its life, it dies down, and then springs back to life again. And every time it's big in the mainstream, Mm -hmm. in the 80s, you had the Sex Pistols, which 
that whole genre sort of died after Sid Vicious murdered his girlfriend because punk rockers were apparently too violent for everyone else to deal with. And then you've got the late 90s and early 2000s where you had, you know, pop punk. You had Green Day, you had Fall Out Boy, you had MXPX. And so I feel like here, now in the next 15, 20 years, well, actually it's probably going to be the next 10 years considering pop punk's been dead a while. Mm -hmm. We'll have another punk genre come up and just absolutely take over mainstream radio. Yeah, I, I, I can see that coming too. Do you... In your opinion, do you think that a, a new punk revival is going to come from artists who know what they're dealing with with the pop culture and really grab a hold of a lot of the pop sensibilities in music right now and take a hold of the trends and ride those waves into popularity? Or do you think it's going to come from people who just say, screw it, we're going to play punk rock and we're going to do it from the roots, from our guts and take a, a real do-it-yourself kind of attitude to music. Do you think that will catch on? And Because I, I, I would love to see that be the next punk revival. People, The thing oh, is, is sure. the way punk's always... Sorry. No, no, yeah, go ahead. The way punk's always worked is it just it comes up from nowhere. Mm -hmm. Just some people saying, screw this system, screw this genre. I'm going to do me. Yeah. And that pushes forward. And every time there's been a new punk revival, it completely changes the face of modern music. Very true. Um, the 80s, you had a lot of genre change. Alternative mm -hmm. and grunge. And, of course, after grunge, post-grunge. Mm -hmm came to the surface after the punk rock generation of the 80s, inspired by the music that they made. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it it definitely drew some off of older styles, but it wasn't itself its own thing and created more of its own thing. Uh, pop punk generation drew from alternative music a lot, but in itself was its own thing. Mm -hmm. And it greatly changed music. It really did. Well, it may have helped to ruin it, but yeah. it still had an effect. Okay. Yeah. The effects, you know, not always good, not always bad. Yeah. I would say, you know, the 80s had a good effect. I loved post-grunge. I loved alternative music. Yeah. I, I myself, am not a big post-grunge fan. Like, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to the whole hate Nickelback thing. Even though they're not my favorite band, I just think they're too trendy to hate, so people hate them. But, like, that kind of thing, uh, like, some people were really into Chevelle. I'm not a big Chevelle guy. Uh, who else was doing that kind of thing? You know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Anywho. They're, they're... But, yeah, for the better or the worse, it changes music. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like for the better or the worse, we're going to see some big changes in music with the next punk generation that will probably come up in the next, you know, several years. Yeah. Where do you think the next punk generation is going to come out of when kids think that Post Malone is so cool and hardcore with all his face tattoos instead of uh, looking back to, like, the Ramones or Green Day or... Uh, Dead Kennedys or something like that. 
this would be the weirdest punk generation because for each of because every other punk generation, rock has been the rain, mainstream radio. Yeah, I mean the eighties. You had you know, uh, leftovers of Zeppelin, Queen. You got Metallica and Guns and Roses running the radio. Uh, pop punk. You had essentially Metallica and Guns N' Roses. Nirvana still played every other song, you know. Nirvana. Yeah. Um, a lot of other alternatives. I want to say the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I don't know if they're that old. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they were, they kind of, they, they were radio rock and that was still pretty darn good. And so you always had rock, mm-hmm. but you don't, but with this, pop and rap of the mainstream radio. Mm-hmm. But also, if you look at the pop punk generation, it was not people you expected to be rockers. I mean, some 41 yellow card, there are a bunch of nerdy looking kids and bright colored button downs and pillows. Mm-hmm. Trained in, to play violin, classical guitar. Yeah. They're definitely not the kids you expected to be the new face of music. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, I feel like it could come from just about anywhere, yeah. even given our current musical spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So, uh, I think I, I think we should we should have a call to arms right here, and all uh, all all, do, all every last dozens and dozens of people who listen to this podcast. This is for you. This is a call to arms. Um, start playing heavily overdriven power chords in your garage uh, frantically and screaming about oppression uh, with really fast drums, and the change will come. Be the change. Hashtag be that change. Sorry, ask the question again. I got lost. Okay. All right. All right. I might just edit that whole part out. Okay. Um, I'll just put in myself going blah, 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 blah.